Hello, everyone. Welcome back to FitPro Radio. Before we get started today, I wanted to quickly preface this episode. Not only do we get to hear from an incredible guest today, but we also have some sneak squeaks from Stevie, my six-month-old baby. I'm super grateful to Ange, our guest on the show, for her patience, as I totally had to play not only podcast host, but mom. So not only thanks, Ange, but thank you all for your patience as I'm learning how to navigate being a podcast host, trying to schedule in podcasting, and work around a six-month-old schedule. And without further ado, let's get to the show. I'm Andy Vinker, and this is Fit Pro Radio. Whether you're a fitness veteran or novice, this podcast is for you. I hope to share the good, the bad, and the real to help you fast track your career and help you find fulfillment and passion in the fitness industry. Let's go. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Fit Pro Radio. I am so excited for this episode. I have a very special guest today, and let me just tell you all, like, this has been like kind of like months in the making, but my guest had no idea until like just recently that I've been like dreaming big about this. Um, but I'm super excited to introduce Angela Head, who is an amazing cycling instructor. Let me tell you the story. I went to Cycle Bar here in Utah, Saratoga Springs, and I'm like, you know, I don't really like love cycling, but I'm going to try this new experience. Okay. I think by the end, I was like, when is the next class? Should I convert into becoming like a full-time like road cyclist or something? Like I, I was fully converted because of this experience. And so I wanted to invite Angela onto the show and talk to you about how you made this amazing experience. And this focus is all about cues and controlling the class and like building this whole journey. But before we get into that, I want... Angela, to turn the time over to you, tell us things. Do you prefer Angela or Ange? Because in the in the studio, you're Ange. I'm Ange. Yeah, I'm Ange. I that's my nickname. That is my nickname. <laughs> I obviously my name is Angela. Those that know me, those that are close to me, call me Ange. So uh, yeah, we I go by either. But thank you, Andy, so much for that introduction, and thank you so much for having me. This is an awesome opportunity. Um, I'm not gonna lie. When I started out as an instructor, I wish there were more podcasts. I wish there was something like this you know, platform I could go to, to listen and, um, and just kind of learn and grow. I do remember the first time I started or wanted to instruct, I was like on YouTube, I was Googling, how do you become an instructor? You know, what do, what do people look for an instructor? So this is so awesome. And I'm so honored to be on this. Um, so just a quick introduction. And again, thank you so much for that. I like that you said, Andy, that you weren't maybe a fan, or maybe you didn't necessarily <laughs> like your cycling, because to be honest, I never saw myself as an indoor cyclist or an indoor cycling instructor, to be honest. Like, you know, I'm like, okay, how can you have such a fun time on a bike that's stationary? It's not going anywhere. Right. And have this like for 45 minutes to an hour, how can you enjoy it? Like, no, I'm one that likes to move or I like to, to feel like I'm going places. So to, for me to become this instructor, it was, it was a very interesting journey. It's been a very interesting journey for me, but I like that you said that because I, I totally feel you on that. And, um, you know, I started, let's see, I've been teaching, I've been doing group fitness now um, for 10 years. Three of those years have been on the bike. I've been instructing on um, indoor cycling at Saratoga Springs Cycle Bar for three years. And I love it. I love it, love it. Like I said, I never thought that it would be something that I would be doing, but I, I really thoroughly enjoy it. And it does make a difference. Um, 
I've started out, I started out a little, little gym in, uh, in Saratoga Springs called Devoted. I loved it. I was so, so grateful for the opportunity to, to, you know, dip my foot, my feet into teaching. I never thought I would see myself as an instructor. Um, I've kind of always been more of the introverted. I'm the person in the back of the room that enjoys the class so much, but I'm not one that's like, I wasn't the one that was like, you know, outgoing. I'd make noises in class, but it wasn't, I didn't ever see myself on the podium, to be honest. So it, it's been a journey, like I said. Um, yeah, so I've taught, I've taught, I think, um, actually, and I, I did mention this with you, Andy, we, we not, we've crossed paths. <laughs> we both taught. We're like ships in the night. <laughs> yes. I remember, I was, I, I remember you were teaching Zumba and I was coming in to teach a group fitness. I believe it was either body combat or body pump. And I just was like, wow, that girl is so electric. Like her energy is, is very, very addictive. It's very, very, um, intriguing. Like, I just was like, wow, I tried one Zumba class and I, I probably need to go to more, but I remember being like, oh my gosh, I, I thought I had rhythm. I thought that I could dance with other people and that I, and I, I just, I felt like, I felt like a fool, but I could tell by the way you were, you made classes fun. You made people feel comfortable. You made people feel confident in class just by talking to you. So that definitely says a lot about you. That's so (laughs) Um, nice. (laughs) But yeah, I just, I, so yeah, that's just kind of been, I've taught at, you know, a small gym, 24 hour fitness. And then I've also done some coaching at Orange Theory Fitness, which has helped me so much grow as an instructor, right? Like just trying all these different things, different formats, different um, styles. It's, it's been awesome. And I am now here today teaching cycle bar, um, indoor cycling. And I definitely have to tell you, I have a passion for it. It is something I thoroughly enjoy. And so I'm excited to be here kind of just diving into, you know, what, like you said, the queuing, um, how can you make your class or your, um, those, that 45 minutes exciting, you know, exercising is hard working out can be tough it's not always fun it's not always glamorous for sure and how can you make it feel different um and so yeah I'm just I'm so honored to be here (laughs) that was amazing introduction I'm super excited and I know that I'm just going to go ahead and speak for all our listeners we're all super excited to learn from you um and again thank you so much that was super nice (laughs) a very nice compliment I've never been described as electric and I Love that. It's going in my journal tonight. Um, but let's talk about cues because I think the number one underrated thing that I know that I'm super passionate about is being a strong cuer. Oh, are you there? Sorry. <laughs> no, no worries. Um, okay. So something that I know that I'm really, really passionate about when it comes to group fitness is strong cues. And I think it's one of the most underrated skills. Um, I tell a lot of my brand new instructors, I'm like, you know what? Star power is definitely something that's like not learned. You just like, you have that in that, in you, you have the passion, you have the excitement, but there are learned skills that everyone can tap into that really do make the difference in any format, in any class, whether it's a nonverbal format or it is, you know, like something like indoor cycling, where you need that guidance, you need that direction, um, or something like body combat that's so technical, right? You need to have strong cues, or else you just have no idea, or your students won't feel that success at the end of class. Um, I know in one of my, a few episodes ago, one of my guests said, 
we're instructors are like a roadmap, like we're the GPS. We have to tell everyone where to go or else it's just going to be a hot mess. And so tell me, like, do you think strong cues make a difference in a class? Like, how do you think they overall like affect a class experience for a student? I absolutely think, I think they can make or break a class. I mean, not every class is going to be, you know, amazing. You, you're going to have an off day. Members are going to have an off day. But when you have, I love that you use the word roadmap. When you have, you know, it kind of laid out for you. And when you kind of are able to, you know, inform and, and teach your members what, what you're hoping to get out of, out of that experience, it, it helps so much. Um, one thing I learned from when I went to a little um, training within Cycle Bar, one of our, we call them master instructors, uh, and it's always stuck with me, and it's definitely helped me in my coaching and my cueing is your members, your participants, they crave clarity, clarity, and clarity can mean so many things, okay? So clarity can mean you're cueing them in and out of maybe an interval, you know, we're going to, we're going to um, stick specifically to, to cycling, you're taking them in to what may be something hard as far as a gear push, you may be taking them out, but they crave, they crave that clarity. They need that. There are people that are very much into, they're listening to every word you're saying because you are guiding them. Like you said, you're taking them um, and you're kind of directing them. And then there's going to be those people that maybe hear every now and then because they're kind of just in their own head or they're just there to enjoy the ride. They're not necessarily there to maybe push themselves or, or go somewhere that you're wanting to take them. But People definitely in your class need that direction. They need that clarity. And it's so important. And so clarity with your cues, clarity with what you're doing, um, clarity with what you want or hopefully trying to get them to feel, right? Clarity doesn't necessarily mean counting in and out. It can mean, you know, let's just sit in this moment. What are you feeling? You know, so often when we go to exercise and especially on a bike, you, you know, you're feeling your butt on that saddle. You're feeling your feet push against that gear. But what are you feeling? What emotions are you feeling? Um, I always joke and we say it in, and I, I know it's not just in cycling, but other classes that, you know, movement exercises like therapy. And so it, it allows, it opens up that, that clarity that you can gain for yourself, right? I don't want to just sit there and, and dictate and tell the members, you know, exactly how they feel or what they should feel, but allow them to get or give them that space to find it on their own. So you point them in the direction and they're able to get it. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, like I said, I've always kind of just stuck to that when I am programming, when I'm writing up what I'm going to do for my classes, you know, am I going to make this clear? Is it going to make sense? And is it going to help them get to where they hopefully need to get to and where they want to be? Yeah. I thought of two things when you were speaking. The first one, I thought of the queen, Brene Brown. Um, something that she said that stuck with me is clear is kind, unclear is unkind. And I think that goes obviously well beyond, you know, just, you know, psychological health and all this stuff. But like, even in our class, just like you said, that clarity is everything. If I have no idea what I'm doing with my body, I'm not going to have a good experience. Um, especially if it's my first time, like, if, like for somebody like me, that's like, my butt hurts. I don't want my, I don't want a callus. And for those who are listening, this is like, an episode specifically toward indoor cycling. And so, but I, I want to invite you all to continue to listen, if even if you don't teach indoor cycling, because there's so much that I learned even just from this one class experience. Um, but anyway, the other thing I thought of um, was, oh no, I 
forgot. <laughs> it must have been a lie. <laughs> but um, I think it's really important, though, to to have that. Oh, that in motion. Um, somebody that I look up to, his name is Steve Boot, another instructor. He said, motion creates emotion. And I loved that because it's like how much feeling can come from a class. And if, and like you said, maybe a participant is having an off day. Maybe they had like some big, big happening, you know, in their own lives. And they came to your class for a refuge for a break. Special comment from Stevie. <laughs> but they're not going to get that if, if you're leading a class by saying like, one, two, one, two, speed up on the bike, turn up your gears, turn it down great job. Like if you can take them through that and paint a picture of what they're maybe feeling, maybe introducing a new emotion, like with music and even, even speaking words to it, like, Ooh, I love this song because now, now here's the push and let that music guide you. Like, you know, mm -hmm. I think it can make such a huge difference. And so I love everything that you said. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. I love that quote of motion what was it motion brings emotion or motion yeah motion um, creates emotion creates emotion I love that and for me I I'm very big in emotion in fact I just so I just taught this morning one of the formats is called we call it connect and why I love this specific format that we teach is there are no numbers given no numbers so when I say no numbers I'm not telling the participants the members to take it to a certain RPM, um, BPM. I'm not telling them to take it to a gear. I'm allowing them to find it on their own. All right. There's, we're still a rhythm, rhythmic ride, but it's a It's giving them that to find it on their own. Right. And so I think that's awesome. While you're still taking them and guiding them through this ride. One thing that I, especially with indoor cycling, and I think you can, you can kind of tighten with any classes you know, when you go to a movie theater or when you go to a movie and you're sitting and, and you're sitting there, you, you mentioned Andrea, you know, a journey or experience, you know, when we go to a movie, we kind of want to feel an, ex we want to see, we want to see what we see, but we want to feel that experience. And I feel like sometimes when I'm programming my rides, my classes is I want my members to get something out of it. You're not, you're not going to be able to control what they get out of it, but you're going to be able to create this atmosphere, this experience. And so as I'm building my playlist, as I'm building, you know, the intervals that I'm going to put in, I, I want there to be that, you know, you have that beginning and a lot of that beginning is going to be your technical cues, right? Your safety, your technical cues so that people know, you know, what they should be doing, where their hands should be, um, their spines, you know, they're you know, bringing that heart forward, your butt's on that saddle, you know, what are your feet doing? So all those technical cues are great. You're setting the scene, you're setting the tone, and then there should be like that buildup, you know, like in that movie, you're watching that movie, what's going to come? And you allow them to feel that. And the music, I like that you brought in music. Music allows you, um, it helps you, it aids you in creating that buildup. And then, you know, you get to that peak, that pinnacle. And then there's that, I don't necessarily like the word letdown, but you have to have that release. There's that release of, okay, that was intense and now I can recover. And then, you know, you'd maybe do it again before the end. And then you come to that conclusion. And then at the end, it's like, Hey, what did I take away from that? What did I gain? What did I find that was new for me? Um, that's, I remember hearing again from one of the master's instructors. I should feel like you said, Andy, an experience. it should feel like they've, they've gone through something, you know? Um, and I think that's what makes a really good class too, is that 
you're able to use all the elements, not just your cueing, the music, um, all of that to to create this this awesome adventure, if you will. For sure. And something that I remember specifically, even from like my class experience with you teaching was like the way you started the class was so amazing to me. I believe firmly in like a strong class introduction, but yours was so unlike anything I had ever seen. Um, It wasn't just like a, hi, I'm Ange. It was like you started with a very emotional story um, and helped us all connect to, even though we didn't know like the exact, you know, like we, we didn't know who you were sharing about and we don't have the same experience. We could all connect to empathy. We could all connect to an emotion that every single one of us have felt. And at one point you said that we were dedicating our ride to, was it your sister? My sister. Yes. Your so sister. I, be- I believe the day you came, we were doing a charity ride. My sister was diagnosed with uh, multiple sclerosis two years ago. Wow. Um, and it, it affected not obviously not her, not only her, but the whole entire family. My sister's been such a rock um, growing up. She's five years younger than me and she has been such a rock for me. And to have, you know, you look at people that are so strong and then they, you know, life gets them, something hits them and, and it knocked her down. It like rocked our entire world. Like, you know, how can someone so strong have to go through this or what, you know, what are they going to have to experience? when they've been so strong for so long. And so every, you know, I, yeah, I chose to do a, a charity ride in honor of her, her birthday is in January. And so, you know, although she couldn't be there that day, I wanted my ride to be the, her, the focus was, you know, I guess her strength. It was me trying to, I've leaned on her for so long. Um, like I said, even though I'm the older sister, she's the younger sister. She's helped me through so many life challenges. We've been together, we've grown up together. And so, yeah, honoring her, but like you said, Andy, like everyone can take away something from that. Everyone knows someone in their life that they lean on. Everyone knows someone, even if it's yourself where, you know, you've been hit by something or you're, you're battling something, or you're having to deal with something in your life that, you know, you never thought you'd have to. And and so, yeah, it was, it was an honor of her, but I was hoping my goal in that class was that, you know, even if you don't know someone that was maybe dealing with a, 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 she, a chronic illness, um, it's, it's the fact that we can appreciate, um, you know, our journey together and we can work together. Yeah. And it was amazing because being able to hear that, I know it really affected me emotionally and and at one point you said something that like totally like brought me to my knees. I'm like, I'm cycling. I'm like, I'm here for like a workout. But he, I'm like, thank goodness the lights are dark because like my heart was just so full and it was like so many emotions, so many feelings. But you said, today we move for those who cannot. Today we move for those who cannot. And I just remember feeling like, oh my gosh, like it gave me this, this emotional connection, not only to people in my life that I know have had big chronic things or big, like you said, like these strong pillars of people that I've seen fight through, through big, big stuff. And in the same time, it gave me this almost like a feeling of responsibility that I have a body that can move today. And so today I'm gonna, and, and it was so 
I like I was just floored for the rest of the day and in and just immersed in this feeling of gratitude that I wouldn't have felt had I not gone to an indoor cycling class. And so it's so mind-blowing to me and it just reiterated to me the power that we have as instructors to help people connect to emotion, to help people connect to their bodies, but to help people connect to gratitude to be able to carry out through the rest of their day we really have a lot of influence and so thank you for that I don't know if you ever thought that one day you'd be talking about that one class but I know that I was very I was very touched by that I love that yeah I you know that um I love I think what's so great about indoor cycling and we joke about it. We're going nowhere fast, right? We're on a stationary bike. <laughs> We're not really going anywhere. However, and I've told this to my husband. In fact, I talked to him the other day. I was like, I cannot believe I've been teaching indoor cycling for three years. And, you know, I, I, I'm on a stationary bike, yet look at the journey I've been on. Look at what I've been through. Not just physically, right? I take myself through those hard pushes. I'm instructing my class to do the same. But there's been such an, a change, a shift in me in my mindset, um, emotionally, um, it allows you to get in touch with that. And, you know, um, whether it's, you know, for a charity ride or whether you're just coming on a Monday, you know, I got to go and I got to go get my cardio and my workout in, you can always gain something from that ride. And, um, I truly believe, especially, you know, this type of work, what I'm doing is, you know, you can't, there's cues, like you said, that can take you, add gear, take gear off, add gear, take gear off, let's speed up, let's slow down, right? And that's all great, and that we need that, but there is something about gaining, I, I think I already mentioned the word clarity, but getting in tune with your emotions, getting in tune with yourself. Um, you know, one thing I like to say, either beginning or the middle of my classes, meet yourself where you're at. Every day is a different day. Every day is a different day. Every ride is going to be different. Um, but there's still going to be a takeaway from it. Right. And so I, I, I strongly encourage my writers, you know, get in tune with yourself. If last night was a rough night, today's going to be, you, you got to be maybe a little kinder to yourself. Um, if you're feeling like I need to, I need to unleash, I need, there's something inside me that I then unleash it. So there's so much to offer. Working out is more than just this physical thing. It is definitely a mental and emotional thing. And, um, I, I, I think there's so much to gain from, from really just allowing your body and then allowing your mind to go there together. And as a team, yeah, I think, I think that is the most powerful thing that I, I started to add to my cueing is the emphasis that we're doing a hard thing together and how amazing it is. Like we have such a blessing in group fitness. <laughs> To be able to build that team, to build that community and let other people connect to it as well. If it's okay with you, I would love to break down like the logistics. How do you start a class? How do you kind of take people through those safety cues and lead into such a great experience? So yeah, with, with the type of um, format that we teach at Cycle Bar, um, you know, and I, I think I mentioned before, and I'm pretty sure this is with any cycling class or really any, any format that you're teaching doesn't even have to be cycling. You want to, you said, set the tone, right? You want to set that stage. Um, 
I think it's very, very important to start to build and gain and allow the members to gain trust with you. Okay. So you're the instructor. Um, so there needs to be that, that trust of I'm here for you and we're here together. Like you said, Andrea, we're going to, we're going to do this together. And so building that trust, like I said, sit in that stage, that is so important. So those cues, those strong cues, like I said, is, you know, setting that foundation of, okay, these are what we need to do as far as safety. This is what you want to do as far as when we're down or when we're up, just kind of giving them that little, that little overview snapshot of what you're, what you're hoping to, to achieve in that class today together. Um, and then, you know, as you continue, start to change up your cues, right? Like we can say add gear, let's add gear, let's add gear, reach down, reach down and grab that knob, turn that gear to the right, let's add gear or let's take it off, however you're, however it's set up on your bike. And that's great, letting them know, you know, what we're doing. And then as you progress, we change it up. We change up, not necessarily the cueing, but the wording. How different can you say adding gear? You know, some of the, my favorite cues I like to use is, let's increase the tension. Let's feel some gravity underneath us, right? All of that is saying the same thing without saying the same thing, right? Let's level up our courage, take it to the next level. All these things. And, and I think that's where, again, you've got your technical, you're telling them what to do. You're increasing your tension, your resistance, but you're also, you're pulling in that emotional element of, okay, I've taken it to this level, but Anne's just told me to level up my courage. So I'm going to, right? So it, it is, it's, I feel like it's so important as an instructor to, to make those cues different. Um, as not as much as you can, but as, as throughout your ride, you don't want to just keep saying the same thing over and over and over again. I feel like that's where a lot of instructors and, and in me, I've, I've fallen in that trap where it can just start to sound the same. And um, although for some people, it may not, you know, be an issue or they don't, they don't care. It's like, I'm just telling me to add gear. I'm just telling me to take off gear. But when you start to change things up, to be honest, I feel like more people listen. You're going to get, you're going to capture their attention more. Wait, Anne just told me to, you know, to rise up. Anne just told me to level up. What does that mean? What does that mean for me, right, as a participant? So I, I think cueing is big and offers so much. Yes, there's that te technical part where you're telling them to add, take off, go fast, slow down, stand up, sit down. And that's great and we need that. But adding your own little flair to it, if you will, right? Um, and I feel like the biggest thing, especially as a new instructor and even seasoned instructors, the best way to get new cues, the best way to find, to say something different is to go experience something different. And you came and took my class. You have your own certification in, in um, cycling, right? And you, I'm sure you're a phenomenal instructor as far as cycling. And, and, but what can you learn from others? I, I feel like going and and taking other people's classes, whether it's cycling, whether it's body combat, maybe it's yoga, there's something to, you know, you can get something from every class and you can learn a new way of saying, you know, the same thing. So um, that is one thing like I would highly suggest, especially, especially if you're a new instructor, newer instructor is try, try things, go try different things, learn from others. The biggest thing you can do to help boost um, the way you're teaching, the way you're instructing. I could just listen to you all day because like the things that you're saying is just gold. I'm like, oh, just I'm so glad this is recording because I just, I want to re-listen to this over and over again. 
something that I love that you said is continue to like listen and learn to other instructors. I know I've learned so much by going to other instructors. Like for example, like it's, it's almost like a curse. Like as an instructor, I can't go to another class without being like, Oh, I want to pocket that cue. Oh, it's so good. Or like, my heart is bursting. What did she say? Like, (laughs) so I can remember it. There's so many amazing things. Like, like I said, like those things that you said resonated so deeply with me. And, and I love that you even mentioned, like, there's so many ways to say the same thing. Um, the gravity under your feet. Oh my gosh. I was like, I felt that just sitting in my chair here. Um, and I feel like indoor cycling can be, you have to get really creative because like you said, you're not going anywhere um, and you're not moving around. And so the ability to, to create and use your language to say so many, the same thing in different ways, I think really helps strengthen the experience. And something else that I thought was phenomenal was instead of like saying like, you know, like change your gear, like bring up, what do you say? How did you say it? I, well, yeah. So adding gear, you adding know, gear. Different way you, you know, you increase that tension. Let's, yeah. let's dive a little deeper. Let's dig those heels in. Let's level up our courage. You know, yeah. there's different ways of saying, adding that gear without just saying adding, reach down and add gear. <laughs> and I, but I think that's so good because even saying like, like for me, <clears throat> when I came to your class, like, so I'm certified in cycling. I don't teach it because I feel like so weak in it. Um, it's definitely not a strong format for me. And I'm totally the kind of person, if I'm not good at it the first time, I don't do it again. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> but um, but there were times that you said stuff like that, that made me feel like, okay, even though I'm sitting here on a bike for the first time since having a baby and I don't do this usually, like how what does adding courage look like to me? What does leveling up look like to me? Because maybe like I couldn't add gears physically. I was like, oh my gosh, my legs are gassed. Um, But still being able to tap into leveling up my own intensity as a student and connect gave me an opportunity to connect my body, even though I wasn't able to like necessarily turn turn up the gears. You know what I mean? And so I love that. And, And that's what those words do. It gives you that flexibility as a student, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I love having writers come up to me after class and tell me, you know, um, I pushed it harder than I ever pushed it. And like, you know, and when then when you ask it, you dive into it. Well, well, what was it that made you push harder or push, you know, push yourself or add that gear? You know, it was it was the changing of the, the cues. You know, it was I didn't just say add four gears. It was that you use different different words that yet still still meant the same, but for them on that day, it meant something. And so, you know, that's why we, we need to be, like, I, like I said, I love this podcast. I love that you're doing this because we need to be learning. We need to be branching out and seeing what else we can gain. Um, and then what we can deliver and what we can bring to our own classes. I think that is so important as an instructor. When you start to feel bored in your classes, when you start to feel like you're saying the same things over and again, guess what? so are your members. Your members are feeling that. Oh my goodness, this is so boring. And why? Maybe the instructor's boring. Maybe it is a format you're just not really into, right? Maybe it's just not something that you're you're digging, especially if it's your first ride. But if you can change things up and if you can spice things up, if you can make it feel like a different experience every time, I can guarantee you that those writers get that and they're going to want to come back for more. Absolutely. So tell me, tell me something. 
because I know that it's taken me a long time to even find the confidence or it took me a long time to find the confidence to be able to say cues. Like I remember hearing very inspiring cues when I was a first time instructor, I went from Zumba, which is nonverbal to Les Mills, which is like, oh, so verbal, like, oh my gosh. And like, you're not only saying things, but you're saying things, some things are scripted, some things are, but either way, you have to have confidence in yourself and your voice to deliver a certain, you know, a certain message, a certain cue, and to get the result from your students that you're hoping for. Um, and so how did you build the confidence to like, maybe not feel, I feel like sometimes is corny the word, like if you want to say something inspiring, but you're like, oh, like, no, that's cheesy. But like, what if it's something that someone needed that day? How do you build the confidence to be able to like deliver those messages and deliver those cues in a strong way, like changing your voice, like, et cetera, et cetera. Tell me the things. Yeah, I would, again, going back, if, it, you know, you're a newer instructor, and again, even if you're seasoned, this is really for anybody. I'll stop saying newer or seasoned, because really, this is for anybody. If you feel that, you know, um, maybe you're off on the things that you say, maybe there's a timing issue, maybe, maybe you're not liking the sound of your voice, or maybe you feel like something's off. I would first say record yourself, listen to yourself and sit in it. It might be super uncomfortable. I remember listening to myself, watching myself on a video going, oh my gosh, that's how I sound, you know? And we're so critical of ourselves. We're so hard on ourselves. And you're, I can guarantee you probably don't sound as bad as you think you sound, but it's listening to yourself and then listening to where you're placing those cues. I, I, I think we like to use the word nuggets at Cycle Bar. Where are you putting those golden nuggets? that really stand out that people you know are are hopefully receptive they're listening they can hear it but so where are you putting that um music is huge music lends so much and it's for any format with cycle bar when we're using our, our rhythmic ride you know there should be that ebb and flow where you're taking them up you know we talked about the build up and then the letdown but with your music changing your cues might be a little different. This, the tone of your voice may be different and it should be different, right? So if you've got a banger, if you've got a screamo song going, you're not in your Zen voice. You're not in this like monotone, All right, guys? I mean, it may be different, you know? Some people might be hearing you, but you need to be offering, you need to be matching, you need to be taking it up. Obviously, if you're using a song choice that's like banger, screamo, this is for intensity. So you need to bring that intensity. You need to match that intensity. If it's a song that, okay, this is where we're recovering. This is a moment to maybe just chill in that saddle or maybe you're up out of the saddle, but you're just kind of following that rhythm. You need to, you need to know your music and you need to know the placement of where you're putting those things. And that comes with practice and that comes with time. You mentioned building confidence. I'm not going to lie. Every time I still get on the bike, I'm, I'm super nervous. I'm super, oh my goodness, what is this going to look like today? And for me, that reassures me that I still love what I do. Because if I become where it's like, eh, it's just another ride and eh, it's just another class. Let's just get this over with, or it's, this is, this is easy. I should for myself. And I'm talking personally, that kind of worries me because now I'm stuck in a comfort zone, right? And we talk about members being stuck in com comfort zones. I should still feel nervous because I want to deliver a good class. I want to make sure that I'm leaving those golden nuggets where I should leave them, that I'm cueing and keeping it clear and concise so the riders 
can join me along with this ride and then again still get something out of it. So, you know, listening to yourself, recording yourself, ask for feedback. Don't be afraid to ask for feedback. You know, is it uncomfortable to have someone come up and tell you that you sound like you're underwater or that you talk way too much? Yeah, it sucks to hear those things. But you don't know what you don't know. And so how are you going to improve? How are you going to make things better, not only for yourself as an instructor and grow? How are you going to improve your classes if, you know, you're not taking that time to practice, to hear yourself and to gain that knowledge and that feedback from others? It's so, so important. Yeah. And I think like so many things that you touched on, like what if we do talk too much and what if we aren't letting people marinate in the music? What if we... But it's like, like you said, if we don't have the courage um, to take that feedback or to ask for feedback and honest feedback, um, I just want to say to like all our listeners, when you say feedback versus criticism, like if you ask anyone for feedback, they're going to give you really good feedback. Um, And they're not going to be like, this is constructive criticism. Like they're just going to be honest and say, you know, like it was kind of hard to hear today. And maybe that's okay. It's better to have that feedback and to know so you can adjust things. Like you said, like underwater, like there are so many times that maybe our mic is off or maybe our our mic sounds weird. It's such a small fix, but we won't know. Like you said, you don't know what you don't know. Um, And so tell me what other things have you in your, in your time? Like, do you, do you feel like um, learning from other certifications has affected your ability to teach what you know now? I, you know, I am so, so, so grateful for all the formats that I've taught. You take something from each of it, you learn and you grow from each of it. Um, and so to be honest, like when you say confidence, confidence comes as we work, as we progress, right? We tell our members, we tell our writers that, you know, it's not the perfection we're going for. Perfection is relative. Perfection is individual, Um, but it's the progress. And so, you know, hopefully I'm taking away, I'm taking pieces of what I've learned from say body combat, body vibe, body pump. And then, you know, when I taught it at Orange Theory Fitness and other, and other things, it's like, you should be taking those things and then implementing it. Um, I had an instructor, um, uh, one of my, one of my leads who I really look up to, you know, it, he talked about having a, a tool belt, you know, we may not be construction workers, but we have a tool belt as instructors. And, you know, you talked about pockets, putting that, that cue or that, <clears throat> that quote or that, whatever we said, putting that in your pocket, put it in your tool belt and, you know, write it down. I like to put notes in my phone. Um, when I listen to people, yeah, I don't encourage people to bring phones into my class, but if something strikes you, put it in your phone, put it in that pocket, put it in that tool belt, use it. Because I can guarantee you something that I've cued in body pump, something that I've maybe said when I taught Orange Theory, I'm sure I've, I'm, I'm using it in, in cycle bar. I've, I'm going to use it too, right? And so it's good to learn and grow from those, from all those formats. It's not like, you know, that each thing is going to be different. And so you necessarily have to teach a, di- a different way. Yeah, there's, there's going to be things that are different with each class and each format, but there's something that you can bring in each class that you've learned from other formats. Um, and that's why, you know, going back to trying other people's classes, going to other things, right? Like I could go take a million cycle classes 
and I know that I'm adding gear and taking off gear, but then I go to a yoga class or I go to a Pilates class and the way that they tell me to focus on certain body parts or the way that they tell me to focus on my breath can also be used and and, and, and put into your cycling classes. Um, in fact, one of my favorite cues that I've used and I, I learned it from yoga was our breath is like our soundtrack, right? It's a soundtrack of our life. And so, you know, when you're having those members come off, maybe a heavy climb, a heavy hill, they're gassed, they're out of breath. You can hear them breathing fast. And then you say something like, let's connect with that breath and let's, let's let it be our soundtrack right now. Let's, let's just, just like you said, marinate in it. It, it's amazing. All of a sudden it's like, okay, yeah, like let the, let the breath kind of guide me right now. So there's so many things you can take away from other formats, other classes, and, and hopefully you are as an instructor and not just getting stuck. You're not just putting yourself in a box and saying, I'm just a cycle instructor. or I'm just a Zumba instructor. You're learning and grow growing from, from everything that you're doing. Absolutely. I love too that your favorite quote came from yoga because my, my favorite cues <laughs> also came from yoga. <laughs> Yogis just have it right, I feel like. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and then tell me too, because... I'm when I went to your class and I've seen this in every single class in every single gym, every class is loaded with, unless you have like your go-to loyals, but you almost always have a very different class. So how have your cues adapted according to like your classes? How do you read the room in a way mm -hmm. that you can effectively deliver like what your group is needing, especially in an, in a setting like cycle bar where you don't, you don't really, you're not like going in and like, you know, like getting up in people's faces and stuff like you, maybe you do, I don't know. But for a lot, a lot of times, you know, you're kind of just on the bike. What is a way that you've been able to read the room specifically for indoor cycling? Oh, I love that you said read the room because it is so, so important. And, you know, starting out, I was very timid, very scared to get off my bike and go adjust someone's bike, maybe in those first two songs or maybe throughout the class, or, you know, maybe I was afraid to go and tell someone we have in cycle bar, we do have an arm track that we, we invite members to grab a weighted bar and we take them through an arm track. It, it's, I don't necessarily want to say it's a break because you're still pedaling, you're still moving. And then we're working out our arms. But, you know, if you know a member, if they've been coming to your ride, say for three years, like, and you, they've grabbed maybe a smaller bar, but you know that they're maybe they, for this next three minutes, they could maybe go heavier. You know, I, I, I gained a little bit more confidence, obviously, as I got more comfortable on my bike, but um, reading the room is huge. And I will say, if you know, like you said, Andy, that each class can be different, you're going to maybe have some days where you have five new riders in your class, or like maybe you have a day where, you know, all the people that are in your class have been riding with you for a long time, and you know them, and you're comfortable with them, and you can say stupid things or joke on the mic, you know, and, and it will be fine. But reading the room is huge. Um, and one thing I like to stress to to instructors that I have had the pleasure and an opportunity to kind of mentor and, and, and work with is, you know, when you're starting out, maybe you have your notes, maybe you have in your head what you're going to do. We need to learn as instructors that it's okay to be flexible. You're going to need to maybe change things up according to what is happening in your room. If you know you have five writers in your room, and you in your head thought, I'm going to, I'm going to crush this class today on this song. I'm going to have them do, you know, push-ups with their arms. And I'm going to have them hit their, you know, we call them touchbacks or tapbacks on that saddle. 
do you think that your newer writers are going to feel empowered, going to feel confident, going to feel good if all the people around them are doing it, but they don't feel like they can? Probably not. And you want that writer to come back. You want those new writers to come back. So, so being quick on your feet, if you will, <laughs> but like having them, having in your head, giving options, hey, you know, standing up on a bike or even in the saddle and, and adding some arms, that's going to be tough. Do your best today. Do what you can and know that there's no judgment in this room. Um, or maybe in your head going, you know what, I'm going to scratch all of that awesome elbow drops, tap backs on the saddle, whatever it may be. And I'm going to just focus on this because I want my newer writers to feel empowered. I want them to feel good. And so, and I know that this is maybe something they can do as opposed to all this other, all this other fluff, we like to call it, that we're going to add to our ride. And then vice versa, if you have a class full of, you know, strong riders, they've been coming for a while, they know how to do those elbow drops, they know how to do a gear, a gear, um, you know, adding gear and then straight into an isolation, then challenge them that, you know, be comfortable in knowing that you're in control and you're in, and you're in charge of that class. And, and that gives you also that opportunity to change it at any time that you need to, to cater to your riders, because ultimately as instructors, yes, like you said, we are the roadmap or the guide, but it's not our ride. It is not our ride. It is their ride. And you want them to get the best out of it. So, um, you know, be, like I said, in the beginning, as you're learning, as you're growing, have those things that you know you want for your class. But as you start to develop and become that instructor, that coach that you want to be, be okay that sometimes it's okay to change. It's okay to change direction. It's okay to change things up. I think something that I learned really early on in my career is learning how to cue and teach the beginner. And, and I feel like I've, I've told my instructors that I manage um, in my facility, I'm like, if you can just always, always, always cue to the beginner, even if it is the same five people, it's especially if they're new instructors, being able to really hone in on how to cue to that first time person it's going to make such a huge difference because like you said, I think your ability to, to read the room and to realize first who's new, where are they at and how can I meet them there? Um, something that an, like a visual picture that I love so much that someone told me is like, we, as when you're get to this point of like teaching, whatever it may be, you are kind of like at the top of this mountain and reaching down to everybody else being like, I've, I've done the hike. I've been here before I've done the work, but let me come down and I will take you to the top. It's not about like, Hey, come up here. We have to know how to meet that person where they are and bring them to our area. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that you said that because yeah, whether, whether it's their first class, fifth class, 50th class, 500th class, um, it's so important that you're meeting them where they're at. Like you said, I love that you said that. And, and you're a strong coach and a, a good, capable, strong instructor is able to allow everyone in that room to feel seen. Whether you have five writers or 45 writers in that room, you're offering something, you're giving them something, whether through your cues, you know, you look at someone, you smile, those nonverbal cues, um, but you're, you're allowing everyone to feel seen. I, I would, as an instructor, it would break my heart to think that, you know, a seasoned writer, someone that's maybe is hitting their 500th class 
didn't feel seen that day because I was focusing so much on those newer, those newer writers. Um, but, and vice versa, I would, I would, it would, it would crush me to know that I was, you know, calling out the names of, of my seasoned writers, but not focusing on those newer, those newer writers that are there. Everyone in that room is important. And I love that you said you're, you're not just at the top of that mountain calling them and saying, come on, let's go get up here. I'll meet you at the top. I'm up here. So you'll get up here eventually. No, you go down and you say, we're going to do this together. And I see you and I get it. I know how tough this can be, but you know what? I'm here to help you. And and we're here for each other to help each other. So I love that you said that. Thank you. No, I think, and I think that you did a really good job of that. Like, that's something that was, <laughs> I was like, in, as I'm in your class, I'm like, oh my gosh, I hope she doesn't see me because I'm not doing very much. <laughs> but then being able to see that you were like, look, our newbies over here. And you didn't even call me a newbie. Like you just said that we are like new to our ride or like our new friends or whatever you said, I, it made me feel a lot more included. Um, and it almost made me feel like, oh my gosh, like, could I be part of this crew? I don't know. Cycle bar is we we very much talk about inclusivity. That's a big word, right? Being inclusive. We want you to come back. I think obviously it should be for any any fitness that you're teaching. You want those people to come back, um, and you want them to feed off. You know, if it's a passion of yours, like indoor cycling is now for me, you want that that energy, that passion that I have to rub off maybe on them right? That's my goal as an instructor. I hope they get out of it something. It's going to be different for everybody. I cannot guarantee that their class is going to be awesome that day. I can only offer what I can offer, but I hope they get something and I hope they can get, you know, how great this can be from this class. So yeah, I, I'm very big in, we need to make sure that everybody feels included, right? You have people that have never done an indoor cycling class or any kind of format, but have never maybe maybe done cycling or maybe it's been a while or maybe they're you know they're outdoor riders and they're like oh I'm gonna come in and crush this class like I feel it on the bike right you need like I said before kind of cater to everybody but you need to make sure that everyone knows that they're there and that they're important because you know we've all been to classes where and maybe you haven't if you haven't man count yourself lucky that you've gone to someone's class and you walk out and you're like eh like I just didn't feel like it connected I didn't connect. I didn't, didn't feel like I, I really got anything out of it. I was moving. Great. But so I get, again, that where it ties in, not just maybe calling out people's names or, you know, calling out your quote unquote newbies or those people that are hitting those, you know, those milestones of 500 classes plus, but um, using, going back to using those cues to kind of rein them in and say, listen, we, we can do this. And it's not just me on the podium preaching to you how awesome this is. This is your experience and you are going to get out of it what you put into it. And, and I'm here for that. We're all here for that. So let's do it. <laughs> and I think that's so important to like add to every single class. This is your workout, your workout, your way. I'm just here to like ride with you. So for those who are brand new, what final words would you give them? What kind of experience or or advice would you give them or encouragement maybe for new indoor riding instructors? Don't be afraid to fail. And what does fail mean? You know, like I said earlier in the podcast, every day is a new day. You're a different person every day, 
right? Depending on what happened the day before, the night before. I mean, you're older the next day. So you are definitely a different person than you were the day before. Do not be afraid to fail. And when I say fail, really all it is, is if you walk out of that class feeling like something was missing, if you walk out of that class feeling like you could have offered more, it's a good time. I like to take a few minutes after my class, sit in my car and do a little self-reflection. What did I feel like was missing? What did I feel like I can improve as an instructor? What feedback did I possibly get from an instructor, right? And, and, and sit there and say, okay, what can I learn from this? How can I grow from this? The next time I teach a class, what can I do a little different? So, you know, just like members are going to have their off days, instructors are going to have their off days. And it's okay to sit in that crappy feeling of, man, that was not the greatest class that day. But you know what? That's okay. That's the, that one class. The next time, I'm going to do this. I'm going to improve on this. I'm going to um, maybe go take some classes so I can improve on my cueing or my timing. I'm going to change up my music. One thing I, I kind of wanted to touch base on was, you know, again, if you're starting to feel stagnant, and I know all cycle classes are, are built different, the programming, the formatting, the layout, if you will. Um, if you're feeling like things aren't changing, ask yourself where things could change. Music cueing, um, you know, changing up intervals. And that again, coming back to going and trying different things to, to inspire you to create that creativity, if you will. Um, but don't be afraid to, to mess up. Don't be afraid to be human on the bike. One thing that I was terrified is, you know, as an instructor, we feel like we have to be these, not always these drill sergeants, but we have to be perfect, right? We have to like, we're the ones that they're looking at. So they have to, they have to follow us. I'll call myself out when I've messed up on a bike. Oh, sorry, guys, I missed that. You know, or share an experience. It can be so vulnerable, yes, to share something that maybe is embarrassing or maybe something that's super personal. You won't know how much you connect and how much someone else really feels that until maybe you say it. I've said things on a bike where I thought, you know, towards the end of class, I'm like, oh my gosh, what did I just say? Like, what just happened? And, you know, I'm a little embarrassed maybe by what I said. And then what's amazing is you'll have someone come up and say, I'm so glad you said that because I've been struggling with that. Or I'm so glad, you know, you said that it made me laugh today and I've been struggling, you know, um, it's words are so powerful. Words are so powerful. And they're very powerful too. When you're, when you're moved, when you're moving, because like you said, that movement, um, it allows and brings in that emotion. And so, you know, don't be afraid to, to say stupid things on the bike or even in any class that you say. Um, your vulnerability, your quote unquote, what you think is imperfect or maybe dumb is maybe exactly what someone resonates with. It's, it might be something that makes you more relatable. And, you know, we as instructors, I, we, we're on these podiums, we're on these <laughs> bikes, we're you know, at the front center stage, whatever it may be we're still human. We still mess up. We still have our flaws. And it's okay sometimes to allow those to show or shine a little bit, I like to say, because then people go, oh my gosh, I'm just like her. Or, oh my gosh, I totally get and feel how she's feeling. And so for the newer instructors, it's okay to mess up. It's a growing, it's a learning experience. And, and you just, you get up and you do it again, right? We just get better. <laughs> It's true. And I always tell my instructors or even my students like this morning, I taught a class this morning and thankfully one of my instructors was there and she was like, you're doing the wrong thing. You're doing the wrong thing. <laughs> and she just like, 
looked over at me and then was like kind of showing me the choreography I messed up and I was like oh my gosh thank you Shelly good news perfection is not the goal progress is and everybody was able to laugh with me and everyone was able to see okay so even our instructor sometimes totally misses it and you know what like like you said right from the get-go sometimes we we have a great we like walk in and we're like the shiz like we know everything and our our students feel that too but a lot of times we're just human beings and being able to show that to our students I think gives them a whole lot of great it gives them an opportunity to give themselves grace too when they see that we also make mistakes I don't know where this perception of like instructors are like everything like the strongest most like superhuman men and women but for some reason there is that perception and so when we can break it down and be like no like we make mistakes too we have off days too and you're allowed to as well I think it just speaks volumes to everyone it that in itself is like the ultimate cue you can be human here and you're safe to be and you're seen and important whether you mess up or not because right here up in front I'm messing up loud and proud (laughs) yep amen amen yep I I uh I like I said I've been teaching for a decade now and I will just say over the last few years I feel like I've been able to open up more and as an instructor and I think that has allowed me to to see more people, to, I, I, I keep touching back with that connection. It allows you to give your, give your, give a piece of yourself to others. Um, and that for me is something that's very been growing up, very difficult for me. I felt like, you know, I had to be guarded. I had to hide my emotions. I had to hide how I'm feeling, or, you know, I, I can't give off this, this perception or this, um, I don't want to say necessarily persona, but like, I can't show others that I'm imperfect because how they might judge me. They might look at me differently. And what's so funny, what I'm realizing in the 30, 39 years that I've been alive is those flaws, those imperfections, those things that we think that people sit there and judge us for. And there may be those that do really it's, it's that opening of a door of, Oh my gosh, like I, I feel her. I understand what she's going through. And so it's, it's more than just a cycle class. Like I said, sometimes we go in thinking it's just for that movement and it may be, but it, it, it's, for me, it's more of an emotional journey that I'm able to connect with those people in the class. Um, there's kind of a joke that we, (laughs) with some of my members, when they come, I don't try to make everybody cry in my class at any time during a class. But what I find beautiful is sometimes when those emotions come, there's a reason for that. So let them come. And I think me being vulnerable, me saying silly, stupid things on the mic, me messing up, it, it opens that door for writers to go, okay, I, you know, if she can mess up and be human, so can I, or if, or if she's experiencing this or has experienced this emotion, um, so can I, and that's okay. And that's all right. Like you said, Andy, it's, we're human and, and it's okay to feel that. And it's okay to experience that in a class. And I think too, it helps people unlock their ability to connect to their emotions and their strength outside of the ride. Absolutely. Yep. So I love that. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, Ange, now I'm including myself in your inner circle that calls you Ange. (laughs) I love it. 
<laughs> well, I, I first want to say thank you so much for your time. Like, I know that I, like, if you're, any of our listeners are near the Saratoga Springs area, definitely go to a cycle bar class um, with Ange, because my goodness, like what an experience, what an incredible experience it was for me to first unlock within myself, like, wow, maybe I can be a cycling guru. I don't know. Maybe this could be like my next thing, but then also being able to connect and, and to find that gratitude, to find that on, it was such an honor to be in your class that day. And I don't, I'm not even like saying that like lightly. I, I genuinely felt so honored to be in that, that class that Saturday morning. So thank you. And I a hundred percent encourage everybody to, to just learn from you. I really hope that people found value in this because I know I did. And I definitely want to have you back on the show every single episode because my gosh, <laughs> I feel like we could just yeah, tap into so many things. Um, <laughs> but tell us how to find you. And then I forgot to announce at the very beginning, but you had a secret surprise for our listeners, right? Yes. So whether you're an instructor or maybe you want to gift this, but we are going to do a giveaway. So come and join us, Saratoga Springs. We are next to the Smiths. Um, right off Redwood Road, Pioneer Crossing. Come and join us, but we're going to do a little giveaway and we'd love to give out five free rides. You have a whole month to use those rides. And like I said, whether you use it for yourself as an instructor or whether you want to gift it to somebody, that's totally fine. But we'd love to have you come and join us. Um, we have such an awesome crew at, um, at our studio. You'll love, you'll take away something from every single one of our instructors. We offer so much. So we'd love to have you come and join us. So. Um, what we'd like is if you could follow Andy, make sure you're follow, following Andy, follow Saratoga Springs Cycle Bar on Instagram. And then just, yeah, go ahead and like this, um, like the posting, and then we'll go ahead and pick, pick a winner and, and give, away, give away some free rides. Which that is super awesome. And Ange, can I ask where, when can we find you for those who are definitely going to be taking your class after listening to this? Yeah. <laughs> yes, my typical days, um, if you can come, I'm Mondays, 9.30. My format on that day is called Connect. So 9.30 a.m., it's a 45-minute ride. And then on Saturdays, I teach a format called Empower, and that's at 8.15, another 45-minute ride. Um, Empower, there's definitely numbers. Um, we do stats. It is more driven for those that are maybe outdoor riders. You are very, you're a little more heavy on the gear. And so those are the two formats I teach. So Mondays at 9.30 and then Saturdays at 8.15, we have classes that start as early as five, um, five and six. And then we have classes that start as late as eight at night. So wow. we have so many times, so many opportunities for you to come and join us and we'd love for you to. Empower. That makes so much sense. Why I left so <laughs> empowered. <laughs> I really felt like, watch out world. I'm dangerous. I believe in myself so hard. <laughs> But awesome. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you so much for your time. And, and hopefully this was incredibly valuable to everybody else as it was for me. So thank you again for being here today. Thank you, Andy. I appreciate you so much. And with that, we'll see you guys on the next one. <laughs>